Hey y'all. Hey guys. Welcome hey. back to Car Guy Cooking Mama. Yeah. Um, I'm in bed. <laughs> I am at a desk. Can you tell? My blankets. Yeah. Did you ever put the air mattress away? Nope, it's still here. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes I wake up. Get, oh, sometimes. Just like a twin one, like just a slightly. Small I know. One. I just like it because, like, okay. Um, here's what I like. I don't know if I'm autistic or not, but what? Um, I like to be like my bed. I like to sleep low to the ground, and I like it when something is like covering me. Um, like it like a to be restrained. No, like a bunk bed. Like some like something like is on top of me. If I could sleep in a coffin, I would sleep in a coffin. Oh my gosh! But I know Do that's it. like a I know that's like an autistic sensory kind of thing because they they have like a weighted blankets, but they also have like this machine that they can like crawl into and like it squeezes them, which is also what they do with cows before they kill them. But whatever, <laughs> not the same. But yeah. yes. <laughs> so yeah, what what what, what were we talking about? Um, I asked if you saw the air mattress. Oh yeah, I do. Well, welcome back, guys. Um, I only said car guy and cooking mama because I actually cook this week and Cal does stuff with his car basically every week still, so. Yeah, I do. I'm like such a car guy. Like, I'm obsessed with cars. Like, oh my God, wow. Cooking mama. Um, No, but the real show is called Cupcakes at a Funeral, you guys. (laughs) Um, Welcome back if you're a bad bitch and you listen to us every week. And yeah. hello, my name is Calvin, and that's Latifa. If you're new, yeah, I'm Latifa. That's Calvin, and um, we're just two dumb bitches with a podcast. Yeah, um, maybe I'll save it for the. Oh, I'll just save it for the rant. Um, okay. But we usually start off our um, podcast with two segments. I guess we'll start with Purr and Snap. Um, do you have a Purr and Snap this weekend, Tifa? Yes. Okay. So okay, my Purr and Snap. Okay. Kind of two. So. Um, I, I don't know why. Okay, I do this thing where I jump down like a rabbit hole of like Wikipedia pages and like. Yeah, she does. I, for whatever reason, was just reading about all the people on Queer Eye and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't remember why though, because I'd watched the season earlier, like maybe like a month ago or two months. Yeah, I watched it a month ago, like right when it came out. But mm-hmm. I bought Tan France's book, Tanny. Um, I bought, it was called Naturally Tan. I bought the book. And in, like, the first few pages of the book, he says that, like, one of some Celine Dion and Barbra Streisand song is, like, his favorite. And so then he was like, you should listen to it if you have never listened to it. So I did. And then I've been listening to Celine Dion all week because I love Celine Dion. I was like, yeah, you love Celine Dion. (laughs) I really do. So I, like, re-listened to Celine Dion. And um, Miguel is pissed because i'm trying to like sing like celine dion but i'm also like have my airpods in so i'm not like singing with the song that he can hear i'm just mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like celine dion acapella <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's not that you can't sing it's just that you can't sing like celine dion and i was like okay and what about uh, it oh my god again what hair oh my god but no i was when i was cooking um the other day i my mom was in the dining room and she was watching tv and i'm like i'm gonna listen to celine dion is that gonna bother you and she's like no listen to it and then we're both just singing celine dion it's i'm like cooking pasta in the kitchen and it was a great time what's your favorite song do you know that the one it's like popular again it's like baby 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 it's all coming back to me now yeah yeah of course i know that song what do you mean jesus okay um (laughs) (laughs) wow stand alert 
Oh, what a poser just because of TikTok. Um, I know. My favorite Celine Dion song, it's all coming back to me now, is a bop. Um, I also love Beauty and the Beast with Celine Dion and People Bryson. Um, but I also loved Because You Loved Me. Um, so I guess those are my top three. So, okay. yeah. What's you? Oh, also, the Tan France book has also been very good so far. I haven't finished mm-hmm. it, but it might be a future parents now. So we'll see. You said you had two. That's one. The other one was the Tan France book. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I've been reading it. It's an autobiography, and like for those who don't watch queer or aren't familiar, Tan France is a um, British Pakistani who grew up Muslim, but is also gay. Um, so like very much like so many reasons to be ostracized and it's just this autobiography of like how he became who he is and like his life story so i thought that that Mm -hmm. was really interesting and out of like all of them that have their books not that like the other ones didn't go through trials or tribulations because they're gay but like his kind of sticks out a little bit more you know like Mm -hmm. queer muslim pakistani and like very um racist britain so Mm -hmm. That was uh, that's what did it for me. Party. What's your parent snap for this week? Um, my parent snap this week has been um, the TV show Intervention. <laughs> oh my! God. Is that even still on, or are you just watching old episodes? I'm just watching old episodes, and like, it makes me kind of like sad, like peri- big period poo. Um, uh, sad purr. Um, but I like the show because I think I love. Um, it's reality TV, but it's, like, real. It's not, like, a competition show. It's not well, scripted reality TV. Yeah, because I also love the show Hoarders and stuff. And I also love the show I can't Six. watch Hoarders. Hoarders is, like, whatever reason, the one thing that grosses me out. Oh, really? I love Hoarders. Yeah. Um, but I've been watching um, Intervention, and it makes me sad because some of the situations, it's like, you know, they never had an opportunity to to be sober because a lot of the situations are, like, their parents were addicts, and then they, you know, got better, and then they relapsed, and then, you know, the mom or dad divorced, and then they remarried to an addict. Um, so it's really hard, and it makes me sad because it it makes me think about, um, what is it? Like, not destiny, predetermination, and, like, fate, I, I suppose. Um, and it makes me think of... Um, like uh, low income areas and like the prison industrial con, what is it complex? Yeah, it's just like so much harder to get yourself out of situations. Yeah. Um, when you're just when it's the situation that surrounds you. Because I I find those two similar because like you're born into an area or a situation and it's like you you're kind of like screwed in a way. Some people do make it out, but like it, it's still very hard. Um, and I think that if you're a critical thinker, um, you can see the similarities in the two, meaning like being a, uh, being on the show intervention and also the president industrial complex and like, you know, going to, a, a um, a school in like a quote unquote bad area. Um, so yeah, I, it makes me sad, but I also... It makes me think of uh, addicts that I know in my real life and how I have a- my attitudes towards them. Because on the show, they're all very supportive. But when you know an addict for your whole life, 
you can either have the attitude of like, I'm never going to give up on you, or you can have my attitude, which is like, go away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and I know that sounds very insensitive, but when you know an addict for like your whole entire life, you're just like so sick of it. Um, and it's sometimes it's to the point where it's like, I know you're going to OD, so just why don't you just do it today? Um, and I know that sounds really, really mean, but when I you think... have a family member, but that's an addict, that's like your thought you process, see, right? Like, like, me. the way that they're ruining, not, I don't want to say ruining, but like really ruining like families and relationships. It's tough. It's like, it's such a fine line between like aiding them to like want to be better, but not, um, what's the word? Um, my computer's going off, but yeah. What is, what is the word? Enabling. Um, when you don't want to enable people, but you also don't want to just cut them off necessarily because if you cut them off, they could like go farther and farther down into like that rabbit hole of just being being an addict. So it's like, do you know any addicts? Um, and what was your attitude towards them? Not anymore. I don't think so. Mm. If you are, I mean, I know that I have friends that like struggle with like substances and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, that are like fiends and addicts, I guess not necessarily. I think like the biggest thing for me is like people who struggle with alcohol rather than like an illegal substance. Um, I mean, it's still a drug. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think alcohol is a lot worse than a decent amount of drugs. I don't want to say all drugs because I don't necessarily believe that, (laughs) but um i think like that's the most common one especially like at any age group really mm-hmm. um and i know people that struggle with that and like are trying to be better or trying to limit themselves or just like looking to not put themselves in situations but mm-hmm. it's it's like i think with drinking it's really difficult because it's like such a social thing and it's like a socially ac- acceptable thing mm-hmm. um and like the number of people I know that have DUIs is kind of crazy. Cause I'm like, how do you, and like, we'll just talk about it. Like it's nothing or have mm-hmm. like two to three. And I'm like, y'all are, that's like not okay. Like you really could have hurt somebody or killed yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think um, that's the biggest one. I remember when my dad got a DUI and like you get the breathalyzer in your car. I remember that. And, and for a moment in time, he couldn't drive And so I would have to drive him to work, and then I was in college at the time. So then I would drive him to work and then, like, park in the neighborhood of my college and then, like, take a nap, and then I would, like, go to school, and then, like, I would finish school and then, like, go pick him up after work. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, this is so stupid. I don't know why you did that. (laughs) Um, But it it also was kind of nice because... My dad drove me because my school was a private high school and and middle school, so I didn't have buses. So my dad would have to drive me to and from school before work and after work, which means I would stay at school until like five o'clock. Um, so I guess it was kind of like payback for him driving me all those years because I didn't drive until I was twenty-one. He really didn't. <coughs> it's okay. Um, I've learned that driving is definitely like. A privilege thing to be able to do but for you you really just didn't want to so. yeah i was like driving no i was also like dad can you fill up my gas like i don't know how to do that because um yeah but also watching the in- the show intervention makes me realize um how naive i am because one one time i did give a crackhead a ride um just because i thought he was a neighbor 
Um, and he was definitely a crackhead. Um, no. Okay, oh, go, go ahead and finish your part. I was going to say I, there's, I have a small story. But. Oh, and then um, I was in the ER recently, and this guy, I had come out of the ER at like midnight, and spoiler alert, I went to work the next day. I don't know why I did that. Um, but basically I had to get gas cause my car was out of gas and this guy came up to me and he was like young, like Latino guy. And I, he was like, can I use your phone charger? And he was like saying like, he has like a iPhone and it's dead and he needs to call someone to come pick him up and whatever else. And I almost was like, yeah. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, I can't turn on my car because I'm getting it filled with gas. And I was like, do I have, like, a charger for him? I have a cord and I have, like, the box. I can just give it to him. But then I was just like, no. And I saw him walk away and for some reason I felt so bad. I don't know if it was because of I, the fact that I had just, like, gotten news that I had Crohn's disease, which I don't. And also that I was, like feeling so tired from the fact that I was in, in the ER and also that I had like low potassium and whatever else but I felt like so bad and um it's those situations that will get me killed per <laughs> true 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 or boo um what was your story um so I dated a guy when I was like 18 um mm-hmm. and I also was naive because I'm pretty sure he um I think he was I don't know what he was addicted to or what was going on with him but like um we worked together at a barcade restaurant thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was older than me he was like three and a half four years older than i was i was literally like freshly i was about i was about to turn 19 all right hold on one second let me sorry you guys i'm in bed hello oh hello i just want to move away from my computer because it's loud okay go ahead um and he was older and he would drink but like he also didn't drive and i don't I, like looking back i probably should have been like why don't you have a driver's license like what is it that prevents you um, <laughs> so i don't know if he like got it taken away if it's suspended or if he just never had one um but his brother definitely was like a coke dealer um oh and like out of because they lived in the same apartment um and then he ended up actually getting fired because they saw him on cameras like stealing alcohol and like me as an 18 i was like like, i was an idiot for one i mean we only dated for like a couple months um but yeah like that was a whole thing um so i'm looking back i'm like yeah i at especially at that age like i didn't know um i think i'm slightly better about picking it out now but Mm -hmm. some people are really good addicts also so it's like you don't know yeah and just to go off this we're going like down a rabbit hole right now but it's fine um just to go off this, the show Euphoria, I think Lydia and I were talking about it. I haven't started it because I'm lazy. It's a but, lot. But um, the show, it, it is really, really crazy. And Latifa and I were like, that was not our experience at all. Like, um, we didn't have any problems with drugs. I guess I, my biggest problem was the fact that I couldn't drive and that um, I had, I would like skip lunch to like do homework. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I spoke to a friend recently and I was like, was, what was your high school experience like? And he's like, yeah, I, at, at, in high school I was doing like 
oxycodone or whatever and mm-hmm. partying at college parties and i saw probably 40 to 50 people shoot up heroin and i've seen like 40 to 50 oh people God. um od on heroin because i guess heroin was pe- like popular at the time and i guess where do is. they where are they from uh wisconsin Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, really? You think? Oh, my God. I was like, oh. um, South suburbs of Minnesota are known for, like, heroin use. Northern suburbs are known for more, like, meth. Oh, my God. Uh, but Wisconsin is kind of like a mix of both, depending on what parts you're from. Oh like, God, I, with you. I dated a guy briefly who um, went to school in Wisconsin, and he mm. said that, like, when he was in college, he, people would literally take, like, Benadryl or, like, Sudafed PE to get high. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, I yeah. yeah, 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 but interesting, interesting, okay, um, that was our parents snap, you guys, l o l that was a long one, um, oh, but yes. now we're gonna move on to rant. Do you have a rant, Tifa? Rants, oh um, my God, can you hear my computer? Yeah, oh my God, it's so loud. This bitch so. just slaps this computer when it's loud. This bitch is so loud, <laughs> oh my God. You would think that I'm by a fucking fighter jet or something. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut up. Stop. Leave me alone. Um, My rant for this week. Do I have one? I'm like five feet away from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I really have a rant this week. If, um, I guess. Okay. I guess a rant for this week. Uh is like it is so i know this is like a very common thing and i complain about this a lot um but it's so i don't want to say annoying because it's not necessarily annoying but like obviously like this week and we'll get into this after we talk about rants uh this was like a traumatic week to be um in minneapolis especially as an, an activist or someone who claims to be an activist or a community member um so like a lot of my week was derailed by that but i also feel guilty for not being a as upset as other people are about the things that have happened. So, um, there was a school what do you shooting. Mean by that? Cause like I, so there's a school shooting on Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's um, been a crazy week in Minneapolis. Yeah. So there's a school shooting in Richfield and the 16 year old boy that was killed was actually the son of, um, an activist and like community organizer lead, um, Cortez Rice's son eldest son and cortez is currently well he i think he might be released now but he's currently in jail um for i'm not sure of the charges so i'm not going to say what they are um but i don't believe that it was like anything dangerous or like anything malicious so he is in jail and so he did it he had found out that his son was killed while in jail and like you can't go do anything about it um and then the next day wednesday morning there was a 22 year old man amir Locke, who was killed by a by a i think his name is mark henneman um mpd officer um in nine seconds at the bolero flats in downtown minneapolis mm-hmm. uh, and it was apparently and we'll get into this and really for me like i knew that it was happening and it's just like really upsetting obviously but i'm also just like so numb to it all mm-hmm. and i don't want to be to a point where i'm like is this really fucking happening again more than like wow, it's really ups- it's upsetting and just really devastating to continue to lose lives in Minneapolis. Well, what um, what do you feel like? Do you feel like just numb or do you feel I know that it upset? happened, but I don't feel that I'm like as upset as I should be or I have in previous times, but I think it just hasn't hit me yet. 
Um, Are you jaded, do you feel? Just like, oh my God, like, of course this I happens. I think I'm just like, I'm tired of it still happening. Like, with Chauvin's conviction, I mean, the other three's court case, the other three cops' court cases are wrapping up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Um, they've deployed National Guard for that, but like, mm-hmm, yeah. even with them convicting Chauvin and um, what's-her-face, the fucking woman who killed Dante Wright, um, Kim Potter, um, it's like it still doesn't mean anything because they're still killing people and Amir Locke was literally he's not even from here I don't believe I think he like grew up in Minnesota but he was visiting family um, and he was 22 years old just like sleeping on the couch in his like family member's apartment police mm-hmm. barged in and shot him within nine seconds and killed him mm-hmm. so like it's kind of loosely similar to similar to Breonna Taylor which like obviously mm-hmm. kind of fucked with me um, and I think I'm just kind of blocking or trying to dissociate so I don't have to think about it. Because mm-hmm. um, people are like, oh, how are you feeling? Like all week. And I'm just like, I I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. And like for the school shooting, it's just like for me, because it wasn't a police shooting, but it's still like gun violence. It's upsetting to know that like there's so many kids that have died in Minneapolis or like surrounding suburbs mm-hmm. just from community on gun violence mm-hmm. in the last year and a half that it's like, how do you explain to like an eight-year-old that like their friend was shot and killed or like even a 16 year old like how do you explain to them that, like their friend is shot and killed and like how do you comfort them yeah it, it's like so crazy to think that like you know these little you know eight-year-olds are like okay we're gonna do like a fire drill we're gonna do a tornado drill and also we're gonna do a school shooter drill and actually when i was younger we did actually do a lockdown we did, had a lockdown drill and at the time gun violence wasn't like a big thing but um, that makes me think of um, my little sister, who actually did go through a school lockdown. She's been through, like, many school lockdowns. And actually, that school has, um, in the past, always has, like, a bomb threat or some type of, like, school shooting threat. So it's mm-hmm. it's not something... It, it's something that happens, like, on the regular. If you're not in high school, just know that, like, any high school, any school, it, it has that... Um, stuff like this is going down it's not like it's like a uh it's not like something that it's not like this is something that happens rarely it's it's something that happens like all the time and during that lockdown my sister was like yeah we just continue to do our class and that made me so sad because it's like i don't know it's like yeah the teachers and the school are like so numb to it that they're like yeah just just do your math homework and you might die but whatever we're still gonna continue on with our day yeah um i also will add because i i want to say it now before i forget um that i think that there is something to say about the desensitization of black trauma because i was reading about the shooting and every article had a link to the video and they were like watch the mm-hmm. video watch the video watch the video i'm like i don't want to watch the video i just just i can read like just tell me what happened and every article was like, we have the video. You can watch it if you want to. I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch the video. And, and to I, be honest, I was surprised that they released that footage within 48 hours because they typically don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just something I believe. And I'm not saying that this is for certain. But I think with the shooting of the shooting and killing of Jamari Rice um, with the school and the killing, the murder of Amir Locke by MPD again, um, and I'll get into more of this when we talk about it, but 
I think that the one they let Cortez go, his dad was released and the drop, the charges were dropped during his hearing because they, because they at first they denied his furlough and they were just going to keep him in. And I think they knew that he, because the community was behind them, they would have done something about it. And because Amir Locke was just murdered, they gave the officer's name right away and they put out the video because they knew like with those things going on within such short span, shit was already going to go down. Like mm-hmm. people were already ready to like fuck shit up mm-hmm. and like demand continue and continuously demand what's needed and the transparency that should be given to people. If like police are saying what happened is what happened, then just like fucking prove it. So I think that's why really videos released, but I'm on the same thing. Like I don't want to watch a video. Yeah. I'm it, I th- like I said, there's something to be said about the desensitization of black trauma where it's like you, you are like being pushed to watch the video, but you like, I don't want to. And I think it somehow desensitizes you. Cause like, it's like, Oh my God, this happens all the time. But then at the same time, sometimes I do think it's like, well, I guess seeing is believing. I think right. that's maybe that's why they're like pushing it. Like, you know, if you want to see it and it's true, then it's important to watch the video or whatever. But I, I still like, don't want to watch. I don't, like, don't want to see it. Um, but yeah, we can talk about more of that later. Yes. What is your rant for this week? Um, my rant, just an update. Um, so as you know, big purr, um, I had to go to the ER and then I had a CT scan and then they basically were like, incidentally, they were like, you have a mass in your liver, purr. Um, and I was like, okay. And so I had to get an ultrasound, which I did. Thursday and the result came out Friday so it only took a day but basically um I'm fine I think um it's a hemangioma I actually have a few in my liver um I think the biggest one is like 1.5 centimeters um it's basically what I'm told is a benign mass of blood vessels and it's asymptomatic um and it's not really a problem and it's also not cancer so that's good. That's just an update. Um, but my rant is um, that there are a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, and I see them all the time on TikTok. And I, because I'm biased, I think that Latifah and I are like, cool. <laughs> but there's just like, a lot of podcasts. And sometimes I'm like, you're not interesting. I, and I know that's like funny because it's like Latifah and I have like five listeners. And <laughs> um, no, it's funny because I recently and I don't talk about the podcast at work because like obviously it's very vulgar and like I just say a bunch of shit that I would not say at work. <laughs> uh, but I had a coworker listen to. He's like, "You guys are really funny. Like you guys should be a lot bigger than you are." And I was like, "Oh my god, I Thanks. think so too." But, like, no, because well, because on TikTok I see like first of all, I see groups of like seven people doing a podcast. I'm like, that's too many people. How do you even talk with seven people? I know. I'm like, you need to cut it down. And then also when I see like, <laughs> for some reason, when I see like two straight men having a podcast, I'm like, shut up. Shut up. You Joe Rogan. We don't <laughs> need the this. Fuck up. I don't need that. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Continue. Sorry. I'll, I like, can. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. And then, um, sometimes I just see podcasts. I'm like, you guys are not fucking funny. I don't know. I don't know. Not that we have to be funny all the time, but I think that we're funny, but I'm biased. <laughs> well, no, and I Probably think is. the reason 
they're the reason that we have a podcast one because we just like fucking talking and like we like doing things together for whatever reason <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> we're just friends i don't know yeah um, it's funny because someone one of our friends this week she's like you guys should do a series i was like we literally have a podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think what's special about our podcast that sets us different than other people is that our podcast is like like it's not two straight guys or like two straight white women talking about like issues it's like i'm black and indonesian and straight and calvin is a gay Hmong man who lives in california he was a Hmong man um, <laughs> yeah i was like what is it why are you saying california uh, i'm a um, minority in california guys period no like, because it's like you you live in like a bigger city but oh, it's yeah. also like california la area is also very um segregated in my opinion um mm-hmm. just with neighborhoods and things and you guys just the like, zoning the zoning latifah and i were like wild. the zoning makes no sense like we were in like the packing house district and like the houses were small and then like across the street they were huge and we were like i don't know what makes sense anymore this but makes okay. no sense but like we come from different backgrounds and it's not just like your run-of-the-mill like oh well things are bad like we're gonna try to explain to you why we think things are bad or like how we feel about our communities feeling a certain types of way towards things so it's like that's why i think our podcast is special mm-hmm. but and if you haven't figured that out yet well welcome bitch here we are so yeah Purr. but yeah i know how you feel i feel there was this tweet going around for a while and it was like um the government stopped dropping off crack in black neighborhoods and just started dropping off microphones and headphones for black people to start podcasts and i was like you know what maybe maybe they did <laughs> <I'm> stupid <laughs> Okay, but yeah, that that that's us. Wow, conspiracy um, theory. Yeah, uh, only the government gave us crack, but they gave us microphones and headphones too. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about insensitivity, or do you want me to go over what happened this week? I think let's talk about you and your experience this week and what happened last night. Um, but let's quickly take a break first. Yes, let's take a break. Come listen to us sweat through this commercial. Yes. We're back. Hello, here we are. Um, Welcome back to Cupcakes at a Funeral. We're back. One of us is black. Oh my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we're black, but um, we are not. You are. Um, uh, can I just quickly say that I had to drop my car off at um, at um, the, the auto body shop or whatever, <laughs> and I had to take a lift back. Do you like when lift drivers like talk to you? Um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Sometimes, if I'm in the mood, I'm okay with it. Like I think I took the last time I took a lift was from. Uh, my house or Miguel's house to like the restaurant because that's where my car was, mm-hmm. and the Lyft driver was nice. Um, but any t- we talked most of the time, but I'm also like, eh. um, it depends if I'm in the mood, sure. But if I just want to get to where I'm going and I don't want to talk, I'm like, mm. oh really? I kind of love it when they talk to me. <laughs> you just because, like attention. Yeah, it's so true. Um, <laughs> like one time I had to again take a lift from the car shop <laughs> to home. <laughs> And the guy was like, yeah, like, I've been working since 2 a.m. And, like, 
um, I picked up a girl from Pomona, which is very, very far away, um, and I dropped her off at um, a downtown LA, which is, it's like 2 a.m., so obviously you know it's going down. And then he was like, yeah, but then he stood her up, and then I had to bring her back home. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. I was like, That's Tee. crazy. Well, there was one time, because I went to Coachella um, uh, 2017, and, like, some of the Uber drivers literally just sleep in their cars over the weekends and will drive because people fucking are idiots. And from Coachella, they're like, take us back to L.A. And, like, Indio, California is a three-hour drive from L.A. Mm-hmm. And they will, like, they will have an Uber driver take them all the way fucking home to, like, the airport so they can leave that day, that same night. And I'm like, y'all are insane. That is insane to me. And then I also had an Uber, uh, the Lyft driver today was an older black gentleman, and he was, like, so funny. <laughs> I don't know why he was so funny. I think he reminded me, the way he said Calvin reminded me of how... My dad. Your dad says Calvin. He was like, Calvin! Um, that's my impression of his dad. <laughs> that's literally it. Ask him to say anything else. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't only say that. Um, and I thought that he was so funny. And he called Anaheim Anacrime. <laughs> Period. Period. Which I was like, is I was like, does Anaheim have a lot of crime that I don't know about? Um, apparently it does, because I read uh, Anaheim sent out like a newsletter about Anaheim. And there, I guess there is a lot of crime here, but I just didn't know about it, because the only gunshots I hear are fucking from Disneyland and the fucking fireworks <laughs> every night at 9 p.m. Um, anyway, Latifah's going to talk about um, what happened this week and what happened yesterday on, what, Friday? Friday. Yeah, so we're recording on Saturday morning. Yeah. We should record on like Thursdays, but take it away. Tita. I was just fucking tired. Um, so yes, this last week I just want to pull up um some things. It was I wanna say it was Tuesday. I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday. Let me just cross check my dates because I don't want to get mm. this wrong. I'm sorry. I don't want to spread misinformation about things. Mm-hmm. Um it was one. Uh, <laughs> hello. Why yeah. can't you just give me the date of when it was done? It yeah. yeah. <sighs> Why is the internet so annoying? Just fucking tell me when things happen. Because um. there's uh, like updated articles. That's why like if I try to Google it, it's just like. Eh. Well, okay, well, let's see if it looks at it. Um, what, what do you want your, if you're getting married, like, what would your, like, first dance song be? I don't want to give that away. Oh, okay. Um, what about your I father? Was, father? My father-daughter dance would be, um... Why not give it away? Oh my god, it's not a secret. No one's gonna no, steal it. I, I'm gonna steal no, it. No, I know you're not gonna steal it. But I feel like that one's something that would have to be decided between myself and Miguel. Uh, who said Miguel? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Um, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. LOL. Um, for my dad, it would be, um, oh my God, it's a Michael Jackson song, but it's like super old and it's when he's a kid, so it's not weird. Um, <laughs> Thriller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, for me, and my mom, I want to do a mother-daughter dance. I want to oh. see. <laughs> it would be because you love me, my sweet Dion. Okay. 
That's so true. Your mom, if if you didn't do anything with your mom, she would kill you. She would literally beat my ass. Yeah. Um, here it is. Um, the the song for me and my dad would be "Got to Be There" by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. um, because he used to sing that to me as a child, and I really oh. that song makes me cry because it's like he's got to be there because he loves me. <laughs> I'm about so, to cry right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry right now, but if I listen to the song, I will cry. Um, Bitch, I can't fucking find this shit. I think um, mine's gonna be so cool. <laughs> my sister. You're gonna make your mom learn the choreography. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's gonna be problem. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How does that make sense for a wedding? I don't <laughs> One know. less problem without you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a marriage divorce in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like happy marriage annulment. Yes. Um. Mm, I'm just okay. thinking about my favorite song because I don't like a lot of slow songs. I don't like a lot of ballads. It would, if it were a ballad, it would have to be an Ariana Grande song because those are the only ballads I listen to. Because I always only download Bob's, but I have all of Ariana Grande's albums. It's either that or a Megan Thee Stallion song. So, what was three days ago? I don't know. Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. It must have been Wednesday. Does that make sense? This is okay. So this is half of the issue because like these things happen so much back to back that I don't remember the dates. I'm pretty sure it was my girl was off, so it had to be. It was one. It was Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Um, then. It was a Wednesday, and um, there was a school shooting at the alternative learning school in Richfield, which services kids from like. I want to say like five to twenty-one for people who just want to like continue, like are having a hard time getting their high school diploma or whatever the case. Um, and I want to say kind of mid-morning, um, there was from what the news articles say, and I don't necessarily believe what the news says because they just say what the police say, things like that. But two boys, well, a few boys had gotten into an altercation, mm-hmm. and I guess one pulled out a gun and shot a couple of. The, the shot whoever they were talking to one of them unfortunately being Jamari Rice who was I want to say 16 that is so sad um, and he he died and the other kid I don't think they've released his name um, I think the only reason they've released Jamari's name is because people know who his dad is mm-hmm. um, but they're minors obviously um, mm-hmm. and they did catch the guys the two guys that did it um, because they found their car a couple hours later and they were charged Friday um which is why people are always like, well, there's always gun violence within the community. And I'm like, well, first of all, um, that's just because of proximity. And those people almost always get arrested or don't like they don't get away with it. So when it's like police killings, like don't fucking try to come for me. And be like, what about black on black crime? Because mm-hmm. fuck you. Um, but this wasn't even black on black crime. But um, that had happened. And um, at first, a lot of the news was just like, oh, there's a shooting in Richfield, at a Richfield school. So a lot of people are reaching out because like, we know kids who go to Richfield schools and like have um, friends who have kids that go to Richfield schools. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, okay, good. Like it wasn't anyone that we like, we know and like hopefully everybody's okay. And then it turns out it was like the alternative learning school. And actually it was only like less than a mile from the old apartment I lived in. So like it oh my wasn't, God. Okay. yeah. So it was like very close in proximity. It's only like a 10 minute drive from my um, job even. So um, we went there after because there was like a small vigil that was held um, just kind of like telling people like let the gun violence stop because like it's just so so annoying to just continuously be like 
oh, someone else died. And like like I said, there were a couple kids that died um, over north last year, I think three. I'm sorry, I don't remember their names. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> like a couple of them like jumping on a trampoline, stray bullet shot killed. And like, that's it. And like things like that. And for things like this to continue to happen and then to find out like it was the son of like a community member and someone who unfortunately couldn't be there because they were currently. Oh. Hold on. All right. I, I, sorry, I had to pause because Latifa cut out, so I don't know if you heard her or not. Um, so she's going to have to repeat what she said a little bit. Um, but all I don't it? remember. I don't think all of it. I think just, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. It, you, I know it just happened like five seconds ago, but I don't remember. Um, did you hear me talk about how, I'll just keep going. It's fine. Okay. I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's very difficult when you have people who are being killed, um, just by other, like within the community, because like, obviously you want the community to band together and like, you don't want altercations to end with gun violence. And it's really difficult to explain to children like, Hey, your friend's not going to be here anymore. Like, and why, like, why, how could you explain to a 16 year old or like a nine year old be like, Hey, you know, so-and-so like, they're not going to be around for you to play with anymore. Like you can't hang out with them. Because, like, at 16, I don't think I'd know how to deal with that, let alone even at 26. Like, if I had lost someone, like, I care about randomly to gun violence, I'd be like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, what do you mean they're gone? Mm-hmm. Um, and death is such a weird thing, and I don't think it's something that you should have to deal with so intensely at a young age. But, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. And then, like, immediately after, um, I think also... No, I feel like I honestly have no idea. Like the sense of time for me is just like so fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amira Locke was killed by Minneapolis Police Department um, by Officer Henneman, and um, he was 22 years old, and mm-hmm. he was staying in a family member's apartment at the Bolero Flats on Marquette in Minneapolis. And it was, like, around 6 a.m., I believe. And what's weird is that the warrant was from St. Paul. So it was St. Yeah. Paul Police Department. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was said that there were three warrants for three arrests. Okay? Remember that because um turns out that was a lie. Um, surprise. So they bust in. And um, I guess he's startled as anybody would be if someone was just to come knock down a fucking door at six in the morning and amir does have a license to carry Mm -hmm. so he had a gun and the gun that he has isn't like a it's not just like a fucking glock or like some type of just like regular ass gun it's like a nicer like more advanced gun i guess like it's not going to be like someone average who just is like a fucking gangbanger as they the narrative they probably want to try to paint would have um and with that wait what type of gun is it me and my rhinestone gun yeah, like, I don't know guns, so, like, yeah, I don't like, want to no misquote guns. or anything, but I don't think it was just, like, a standard, like, what you would assume someone, like, he, he was, he was educated and knew about guns. Like it was he, he had a permit to cur- carry. Yeah, he had a permit I, to carry. I almost said permit license. to carry. Permit to carry. Um, but he had that. So, uh, naturally, I'm sure he just grabbed his gun, but his hand was nowhere near the trigger, and within nine seconds, he shot killed. And later to find out that the warrants were not for people, they were for stolen property. 
And mind you, like, this is a whole fucking SWAT team coming in at, like, 6 a.m. So, obviously, the man is startled. He's asleep mm-hmm. on the couch. And he's killed so quickly. Um, and I have mixed feelings about this because, like, the, like, gun caucus people are are advocating for him. Maybe, like, no, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, the police are wrong in this instance. Which are probably also the same people who said that Kyle Rittenhouse had the right to carry. But also, like... It's, yeah, this is interesting because I was like, well, where are the gun rights? rights people and the they're there they're the gun rights people actually have condemned the minneapolis police for killing this guy yeah um and i was like that is so what a turn of events um and i guess you know he had a permit to carry i i I don't understand he was like i guess he was sleeping with his gun because it was like so close to him i'm sure it's like when you're sleeping somewhere and you're not necessarily familiar or like you don't want to just let your gun be anywhere in the house you know I, I guess so, because it wasn't his house, right? I guess I would have right. just if like. Right, he's leave. staying with like a family member. I'm like, let's see if um, can you hold my gun. Oh yes, sure. I held a gun once. It was scary. I didn't like it. I've never held a gun. Someone like put it in my hand. He was like, "Here you go, hold this." I was like, "I, no." I you don't got want your this. fingerprints on that gun, bitch. Okay, well. Stop! I didn't even think about that. Um. But. Um. Yeah, that happened, and obviously the footage has been released now, and it's just becoming a shit show. Yesterday, there was a caravan, um, and it was honestly the biggest turnout I've seen in a really long time for a protest. Really? Yeah, so we drove through downtown Minneapolis, so we ended up driving to where he was killed, um, to the building. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we did that and just to kind of like raise awareness because people are just like obviously there are people upset um this one guy who we were obviously block off traffic for a bit this one guy tried to like drive through the protest or like try to run into cars that were Mm. at the protest and that started a whole thing he tried to run a couple people over if you follow me on instagram um you might have seen it Mm -hmm. um and that was like a whole thing and like people get pissed and honestly this is the thing if you were caught in a protest and you're honestly just like, hey, I have somewhere to be, I'm running to gas, I have some, I just need to get out, like I'm not comfortable with being in this situation, nine times out of ten, we're going to let you go. Like it's not like we're, like we will move cars and like situate a way for you to get out. So like when people are like, they're just blocking traffic and they're not letting anybody go and they're just holding people captive. I'm like, no, no, no. If you're like, you can literally drive around half the time and like turn around and like go down the other side of the street. Or, like, if you're, like, stuck in the middle, nine times a day, we're just like, yeah, like, go ahead, go ahead and go around. It's fine. We'll, like, make space for you. So I just want to clear that for people who might not be aware or people that want to argue. Not that I think people who would argue that, have that argument, listen to this podcast. But I just want it to be known. Mm-hmm. Well, um, can you imagine being so angry that you're like, I'm going to fucking run over all these kids. Right. That is crazy to me. And this is something that happens in in Minneapolis and St. Paul all the time is you'll have protests that people will like run through. Can you believe that on, what was it, the 35 bridge, that semi-truck just came barreling down? Yeah. I think about that. I'm like, that happened? That is so wild. So yeah, shit like that happens. And like, everybody was fine. We all, everybody was safe and made it out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, in a few hours, um, there's going to be a march, like an actual like walking march. Mm-hmm. Um, at three o'clock so Where i'm gonna at? be going to that at the government plaza so the hennepin county oh. building do you um put them on your story and then do you highlight them or do you just let them go away 
Um, I stuff them in my archives, but I guess I don't highlight them because I don't want it to be. I don't know. I don't highlight them because I don't think it's something that it's like, oh, I was at this protest and like has mm-hmm. to be remembered. But at the same time, I guess it's good for people to see. But I guess it's more for me than other people. Um, you know, well, because I think that when you're on the ground, actually at the protest, I think it would be important for people to see, which is why I think that you should highlight them so that it stays like on your profile. But I also find that when like, I guess it depends who it is, but when people have like a story called like Black Lives Matter or something like that and they highlight it and they've like done nothing since, I find that to be like chuggy or something. Like I find that Listen, to be like very weird. We can have that conversation because um yeah, there are a lot of people who haven't said anything about Amir but like definitely said something about George Floyd and I get that it's like it's not fun to do it anymore and it's not like cool to do it anymore. I th- I talked about this last night after um the protest. Because, like, a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that. That's really fucked up. And, like, that's it. Like, people aren't really doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because it's not cool. And I think with 2020, because everybody was out, like, inside because of COVID and, like, there was nothing else to do. And mm-hmm. it happened during COVID. Like, someone is literally just fucking murdered during COVID when, like, you really should just been fucking mind your own business. And people were out because it was like there was nothing else to do. But now that people can go out and go to the bars, go on vacation go back to work people just don't care or like don't want to make time to care i guess too like people like oh i'm just busy and it's like okay Hmm. well we're all fucking busy like i don't know what you mean yeah i Um, think that it just feels like because the george floyd i was gonna say the george floyd conviction the derek chauvin conviction happened people are like oh okay cool the trend is passed you know Yes, um, and it's very similar to, like, when um, Biden won the election. It was like, oh, Trump's out of office, so we're fine now. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 that works. That doesn't it. fix it. And, like, obviously, Derek Chauvin being convicted in a jail just, and in prison does not change the fact that people are still going to be killed every day by the Minneapolis fucking police department. Like, they're mm-hmm. still fucking out here doing this. So um, shut the fuck up and go outside or go do something about it. Just don't be like, oh, well. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Like, have that same fucking energy because Amir was 22 and visiting. He's not, he doesn't even live here. And his mom. Can you imagine me, like, if you're at a friend's house and suddenly the police barge in, you're like, who? First of all, when you first wake up, you're like, what the fuck's even happening? Like, you probably didn't even know that they were the police. No, exactly. Who would? Like, and he died, like, um, without knowing that they were the police too without being able to like fully realize exactly because i'd be like is this a fucking dream like what is going on like that would be my first reaction um do you know anything about the warrants that they had like no knock and knock so okay so it's a no knock warrant um which apparently minneapolis is still allowing but um mayor boy fry decided that um he was gonna halt no jacob fry the minneapolis mayor who was reelected. somehow i'm very surprised um i think it's just because a bunch of like progressive democrat democratic liberals vote for him but like republicans hate him most of the community hates him because how he handled the whole george floyd thing and everything so i'm like how are you still in fucking office Mm -hmm. but he was like yeah we're gonna halt no knock warrants unless police say they're absolutely necessary and i was like bitch so basically that's a Hell yeah, we can do a fucking no knock warrant because we're the police and we can just do whatever the fuck we want. So like, yeah. So it. so a no knock warrant is like 
you don't like knock and be like, this is the police or whatever. Yep. You just fucking barge in with like a mm-hmm. battering ram or whatever. Or you just like fucking knock down the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like, yeah, we're going to stop unless police say it's okay. And I'm like, who else would say it's okay? Like who else needs to give it approval? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So yeah. So that was a fucking joke. Um, so yeah, that's been going on. Um, I am. <sighs> I just don't know how this one is going to play out. I really hope that, like, for the pressure that they're already getting from the community, like, they saw how many people were out there. And they know that people will show up the same way that they did for Dante Wright. Um, Then I'm really hoping that there's going to be an arrest and a charge by, like, the next week and a half. Because if there's not, then shit's going to go off. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we'll see how things go. But that's what's happened in the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to the topic of insensitivity? Yes, like, let's talk about it. Let's talk right. about it. So you want to say something? Yes. So <laughs> I will give a loose interpretation of something. So like I've seen posts recently where people will say something and be like, hey, you should support BLM or you should support or raise awareness for this person who has lost their life due to police violence, gun violence, whatever the case. But the image or the person posting it is trying to um, attention grab with like something else that's like not a picture of the victim or, um, or it's just kind of like people see things as like insensitive or I feel like sometimes people make shit up just to be, say that it's insensitive. Um, I'll give an example because let's see if it doesn't want to say an example. Um, so basically, um, I believe during, um, George Floyd, there was this gay influencer who was speaking up about how it's important that black lives matter and, um, how it's important to stand up for George Floyd and his murder. And basically that was the caption, but the photo was him, um, in a speedo, um, doing the splits in West Hollywood, um, and yes. in West Hollywood, they have, like, the crosswalk that's a rainbow. You know how it's, like, usually, like, yeah. white? It's, like, a rainbow. And he was doing the splits on the street um, in West Hollywood. Um, and then it's things like that where it's, like, what are you doing? Like, you're obviously bringing attention to yourself, but you're trying to also bring attention to this issue. And it's just, like, a mismatch between caption and photo. It's okay to just do a notes app thing like hey like this is happening that's fine you know if it's a notes app apology that's like ugly but don't do that um but because notes app apologies are like so chuggy um but it's like this mismatch between like your intention and your action um and that is viewed as insensitive insensitivity to this topic um because it's things like that that's like what are you doing like you're making a fool of yourself and you're also like in a way making of like making not fun but like making a fool out of this situation or this topic or George Floyd or Black Lives Matter cuz obviously you're not taking it seriously if you're posting a picture of you in a speedo doing this with like, Hollywood I have mixed feelings about this because and granted like with the situation like who's upset about it like for me it's like and i i ran a situation past a group chat of mine can you hear me yeah i can okay um 
and I had shared a, a post kind of similar to Calvin's, um, and I was like, is there something wrong with this? And, like, all the people in this group chat are black. So, and I'm, I'm going to say this, like, if people are denouncing something, but they're not the community that the post should be offending, then, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, like your opinion, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. But I ran past them and like, no, I get the point. Like, for if it was him, it'd be like, yeah, is it like not a black face and then like, not that he should be in blackface, but it's like not a black face of like it's not George Floyd's picture or like not a family member or something. But it's like you're doing something that's going to get the attention of that demographic because like otherwise, if they would have mm-hmm. seen like George Floyd or like, mm-hmm. oh, it's fucking George Floyd again, just gonna keep fucking strolling. But if it's him doing the splits on a crosswalk in west hollywood then they're like oh what's it like that's that's kooky let's look at this so i think when things like that it's like you have to use your white body to get that attention and bring awareness because like if that's what you're doing and like that's how you play your part you're still doing a lot more than like the average person in my opinion mm. but can i guess you look so insensitive yes i just view that as like like it's like almost a- it's like clickbait i guess in a way because yeah, I, I see what like you're saying. Because like some, I've seen posts where it's like in the caption, it the photo is like of them, and but then in the caption it explains all the stuff that's happening, and it's also like they mention like this was a social experience. I didn't post a picture of them. I posted a picture of me because I knew you would look at it. Exactly. And I will say this. So yesterday I changed my profile picture because I did like the crowd act photo shoot or whatever a couple weeks ago and I got a picture back and I just I was going to do it earlier this week but it felt really weird to change it but like Friday I was like ah, people are kind of like settled down a little bit and I changed my profile picture and then within like 20 minutes of that I posted a post about what had happened with Amir Locke and I will say my picture got 93 likes within 24 hours my post about Amir Locke being shot by the Minneapolis Police Department 32 so like what post are you talking about i posted on facebook oh um, uh, like your instagram like you've been no i haven't posted on instagram in a while but um yeah so like it it's that sentiment exactly like if i'm just gonna put on a long rambling post about someone being killed by the minneapolis police department people are like so tired of reading about that shit but if i post a cute picture of myself people are like oh that's cute we like that we like the happy stimulation we like things that don't make us feel bad mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in that argument i don't think that there's anything wrong with that i also am one person and i can't speak for all black people so don't come for me but that's just how i feel mm-hmm. and that's that on that period <laughs> <laughs> um what else do you think people do that are kind of like insensitive and there's like a lot of insensitivity right now because it's black history month Mm-hmm. Um, I. Hello, what was that noise? Oh, sorry, that was a headphone case. Oh, um, something that I think is insensitive is, um, <laughs> is specifically in. <laughs> so basically, what this um group is, it's like a group on TikTok where it's like this group of young Asian boys. And there is a mural somewhere where they live that says stop Asian hate. And so they basically went there and like they took a photo of them like being cute and like being sexy and fly and beautiful. Yes. And there were nothing of the sort. Um, no. And, um, <laughs> oh <my laughs> and <God. laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No. 
Oh, it's a quote from uh, Tiffany Pollard, and she's like, pretty much I would say that Gemma is a fat cunt, and the shoes that she gave me were not a particular type of shoe that I would purchase for myself. And then she was like, and someone lied to her several times and told her that she was fly, beautiful, sexy, and cute, and she's nothing of the sort. Oh, is this, what um, show is this from her? It was like Celebrity Big Brother, but like the UK version. Oh, okay, that's what, because like, I didn't watch that, but I feel like I've seen the clip. And uh, Yeah, I've seen the clip too. Um, basically, so they took a photo in front of this wall, and they were like, stop Asian hate, you guys. And people were like, what are you doing? Like, if you want to just post a cute picture, just post a cute picture. You're not like making a difference by, you know, saying stop Asian hate and like posting a cute picture. Um, so I think that's like a little insensitive, but I also think what's insensitive is um, specifically... Um, Asian Americans, because I'm Asian, um, going real hard for stop Asian hate, but uh, being silent for everything else. <laughs> what? You said it. <laughs> I just think it's funny because I just. <laughs> I just find it funny that <laughs> I just th- I just think it's funny that um, basically they're able to see something that hurts them, but not something that hurts other people. And I find that very insensitive because to me that teaches or that shows me that they don't understand history um, and they just are focused on themselves and people that look like them and their own community, which is cool. But also it's like you need to look out for others as well. And it's things like that that makes me realize that I'm very privileged that I went to a nice school and taught me how to be a critical thinker and and that I went to college and that also showed me how to be a critical thinker because it's people like that that are unable to see the issues in other communities and standing for other communities that I can see that they're not critical thinkers. Yeah. I don't want to say that they're dumb, but I mean, they are kind of dumb. If Um, you're not dumb, you're just a bitch. How about that? Well, because it's like... (laughs) It's rude too. It's like, you can see that obviously Asian people are being hate crimed or whatever but how can you not see that like black people are being shot you know and it's like it's not even just that it's like and i think and maybe and i think this is an issue within all communities um and maybe it's not as harsh in like the asian community that like i i guess i don't see because like i'm only half asian and like only the people i surround myself with are like other indonesian women and they're all like middle-aged because they're my mom's friends Uh, but like hangs out with a ton of lao people Korean. Um, I don't like three. <laughs> More than me. Period. True. Um, but I think a lot of the issue is, too, is that, like, at least from what I'm seeing, it's like the stop Asian hate. It's like, yeah, stop beating us up. But it's not also, like, advocating for, like, the queer Asian community or, mm-hmm. like, it's also, like, okay, but you also have to ca- take into consideration, like, South Asian. So, like, Indian, Pakistani, like, those people are Asian, too. And, like, mm-hmm. like Asian is such a broad thing. That when you're just like Asian lives matter, it's like, okay, but like, are you just talking about like the East Asian people who are getting their asses beat because they look like they could give you COVID, which was beyond me. Cause everybody just yeah, it's really COVID. interesting because basically stop Asian hate is like all about, um, you know, you know, these older Asian people getting hate crime or people getting hate crime during COVID. But it's also like, uh, yeah, but Lao people and Cambodian people and Hmong people are being deported, you know? Hello, and like, so, there's just so much. And, like, that? there are fucking internment camps for Muslim Chinese people. 
and yeah. like where's the stop Asian hate for that? So yeah. like, but it's also it's, it's also understandable that there's so much going on that it's like, I guess as a community, it's like okay, let's focus on a few things and time. yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's also like I don't know. It's also kind of problematic for me that that, that like that's where the line stops. It's like beating is like that's so that's such a low bar. Like that's like not that you shouldn't care, but like that's. Mm-hmm. That like that's it. Like that's as far as you want to go. Like like you said, there are people being deported. Yeah. By the, like there are literally people who have never been to Laos, never been to Cambodia, or you guys. My mom one day probably. Because she's saying. not a citizen. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like these people are being deported and have no idea what it's like back at their home. I think there was like Blue Bayou was a movie that that was about that. And it's like people are being deported back to their their quote unquote home countries that they have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. anything about can i tell you this is something that i'm quickly i'm quickly obsessed with which is um the uh website write a prisoner oh my god and you can, can like look at pal i want to i keep on meaning to but i i like i keep forgetting basically you look up um the prisoners and i always looking up up i always look up um asian men um and some of them are really cute, you guys. But that's not Here the point. Here we go. <laughs> the point is that it makes me very, very sad because all, and when I say all, I mean like pretty much 99% of them are Vietnamese, are Hmong, are Lao, Cambodian, Thai, Southeast Asian. And it makes me really, really sad because things like this hit the Southeast Asian community really, really hard, especially because we're fairly new and like if coming from a refugee background and like a low income background it makes a lot of sense that they would be put into this prison pipeline and join gangs and stuff like that um so that makes me really really sad um but what makes me really really happy is that some of them are really handsome so whatever i'm literally just looking at the i'm on the on the website right now and i'm on it and it's interesting i for whatever reason oh, okay it does tell you what crime um, you can look. Okay. Yeah, you can search up their crime and see when they're gonna get out and stuff. Interesting. I'm like, hello. <laughs> I feel like it'd be weird if I just. I think I sent one guy a, a a message. I was Did like, he write you back? No, because wow. in prison you have to like buy stamps and you have to buy. Oh, you, true. You have to buy like stuff. letters and stuff. And actually, I sent it via email. So what they have to do is, like, the prison has to print it out, and, like, the pr- prison guards, like, read your message. And then they, like, give it to, you know, whoever. Oh, yeah, because they have to be like, are you trying to break this bitch out? Mm-hmm. Shit. So, yeah, it's like, the prison system is so complicated. It makes me sad, and it really does, because it's more about, um, to me, I think it's more about, like, revenge than, um, like, uh, rehab or whatever. But whatever, we can talk about that another day. Um, what else did you want to say, Diva? Insensitivity, um, per. I think it is come to a point where, uh, like I said, this shit's not fun anymore, and like I get that it's frustrating to have to continue to deal with this. Um, but just like be wary of what you're posting. Like, don't just say shit to say shit, because like, yeah, people see through that. People see where it's like. I think we've 
picked out and weeded out all the people who were like, oh, I'm just here because it's like a social thing or like it's cool to do it. Like everybody got their picture in 2020 where they were protesting and like posted it in their sort of profile mm-hmm. picture for a while. And like mm-hmm. now you're not out here anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is an ongoing, <laughs> this is an ongoing thing with Latifah and I. It's like, do we post that we're at a protest or do we not do that or do we? highlight our stories or not to keep them on Instagram because it's like I it's like I think it's important to people to see but also like am I a poser like I don't know and it's like that fear of being like I don't want to look like I'm just doing this to like put it on my story because like I'm not doing that but some people are doing that and some people like post in a black square and have like their BLM highlighted and then, like, don't say anything. So that's why I think it's, like, chuggy of them to do that. But I also think that it's important to, like, have sources there that people can, like, easily... Like, sources and links that people can, like, easy, easily view and, like, click on. So it it's, like, an ongoing, like, should I, should I not debate in my head about how to do that on social media. I don't post, like, everyone that I go to, but the ones that I'm, like... I feel like people need to raise awareness for or like aren't caring for um, especially like this late in not late into it because it's honestly it's I don't think that it's related to this whole fight anyway but like I think it's good to post every once in a while to be like yep we're still doing this yep this is still going on mm-hmm. just like a little reminder like hey it's it's ongoing I guess hello yeah, so oh. yeah I'm still here oh, okay it's called a text message. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's it's annoying, and I'm really tired of seeing people be insensitive, but I think it's it's annoying because a lot of people are still trying to be, like, fake woke. Mm. Yeah. I'm just but. trying to think of, like, okay, uh, fake wokeness, just very quickly. There and this makes me think of me, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Which is on Drag Race, there was a hello. Yeah. Oh, on on the show uh, Drag Race, there's like a new season, and there was a, char- a character, a drag queen that um, painted her face black, and people were like, "This is blackface," and pe- and black people were like, "This is not blackface. She just literally painted her face black." And I think it's the fake woke people, especially the fake non, the fake, wait, what? The non-black people that are saying that this is blackface. It's really interesting because it's like, do you really want to have this conversation of what is blackface and what is not blackface, but have this conversation centered around you as a non-black person? Exactly. Because when you are fake woke, you're having these conversations that are, you are trying to center around, you know, social issues and social justice, but you're having it centered around you and what you think, and you're not asking the community about what they think. So, and I, I, this makes me think of me because when I was younger, um, I went to, I dressed up as Marvin the Martian. So um, my aunties painted my face black. And I think I have photos of this. Maybe I'll post it. But um, I painted my face black. And I went as Marvin the Martian. Have you seen Marvin the Martian? 
Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. At first, okay. I thought of the Green Martian from Jetsons, and I was like, no. Marvin mm-hmm. the Martian from the Looney Tunes. Yeah, so Marvin the Martian has, like, no face. He's wearing, like, a helmet, and he has, like, eyes. a skirt on, kind of. And yeah, wow. he has eyes. They knew. I know. I was like, let me wear a skirt, period. Uh, <laughs> so that makes me think of me, because, like, I painted my face black, but it's, like, not blackface, but I can see why people would think it's blackface, but... In reality, I'm like dressing as Marvin the Martian. I'm not dressing as um, a black person. But in middle school, I went dressed as a rapper, you guys. And I didn't do blackface, but there was a kid that did come in blackface. Oh, God. And I was like, um, okay. Couldn't have you have just been Eminem? Like, <laughs> I know. At, at, how did you know he was white? Period. Because he was. <laughs> and uh, he came in blackface. And he had grills on. And I had grills on too, period. Was it just aluminum foil? Yeah, he had aluminum foil. But I bought mine off eBay. And they were actually oh, like molded to my teeth. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a rapper, you guys. Period. I'm, I'm a rapist. He's um, a bougie bitch. Yeah, and so I had my little tracksuit on. And I remember seeing, seeing him walking through the hallways with his face painted brown. And being like, why is he doing that? You know what's most, like, kind of fucked up, but also hilarious about it? Because it's like, this kid's in middle school, right? He's in middle school? Middle school? Mm-hmm, yeah. This Except kid's parents three. were like, yes, this is okay. <laughs> yeah, because you have to drive your kids to school. So his mom or dad was like, bye, have a good day. They're like, we're going to take this cocoa powder. And we're just going to put it on your face. Yeah. Or, and like, what's worse is that all the white kids were like, oh my God, you're working it. Like, that's You're so fierce. so authentic. And I think that he... I think that he won, like, best costume or something. Stop. And I was You're like, so this is so ugly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish someone would have up to my fucking school blackface. Like, bitch, fuck. fuck Whatever. <laughs> Not me, but somebody would. Yeah, I was like, as if Latifa would fight someone, my God. I mean, I she might, but... I, don't I would. Myself, but maybe. <laughs> okay fucking biting fingers off yeah I, we talked about it <laughs> um but yeah insensitivity there yeah. you go there it is that's that's what it is um, um you want to talk about Whoopi goldberg you want to take a break first <laughs> yeah let's talk about Whoopi goldberg okay so first of all Whoopi goldberg is on the view um and she says that the holocaust was not about race it was just about uh humans inhumanity to other human because she's like you know jewish people and white and the german people are white so it was not never about race um and it made me think about the shifting idea of what is race and how race is a social construct and and the shifting views on what is white and and what is not white um and holocaust right now (laughs) you're googling holocaust Yes. As a refresher. Um, so what's interesting is that <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, that's not her name. No. <laughs> no, her name's Karen. Her name is Karen Elaine Johnson. And she Damn, basically... I name just like that. Karen well, with I a think, C, though. I think it's funny because she adopted the last name Goldberg because Berg is a very common ending like Jewish last name. Wasn't she married and that's why her last name is Goldberg? Um, where did she say it? Hold on, I have it. Mm. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no, she was married, but not to anybody named Goldberg. She said her stage name, Goldberg, came from her mother's side of her family. Um, but then they did like a research analysis and her last name was never Goldberg and she's not Jewish. Um, but she... Who would think she's Jewish? Well, you can, you can, you can convert to Judaism. But that doesn't mean you have a Jewish last name. Yeah, that's, well, in, in middle school and high school... Muslim people do that, but like, I don't know if Jewish... In middle school and high school, there were adopted Asian kids and they would like have a bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah. So technically they're Jewish and they did have a Jewish last name. But they're not, like, white. Which was, like, so crazy to me. But anyway, um, basically she adopted the Jewish stage name because she was like, I love Jewish people. <laughs> and I, like, I love the culture and I, like, love the religion. But she's not religious. So I think that's funny. Um, I think but- that it's common, though, in the black community to, like, look to Jewish, the Jewish culture as, like, this is what we can and should be. Um, because really? a lot of people are, like... Yeah, because a lot of, like, the Jewish community is known for um, keeping their money in within the Jewish community. Like, if you, like, Jewish people will go to a Jewish um, dentist or, like, a Jewish doctor or do their taxes with a Jewish mm-hmm. accountant, things like that. Whereas in, like, the black community, they're like, why aren't we doing this? Like, you could keep the money mm-hmm. and, like, have the same um, same money just being filtered throughout our own community and supporting our own community rather than just, like, giving it to wherever. And mm-hmm. I think that the Jewish community was really good at that early on. And I don't know if it's still like that, but I feel like it's possibly still like that. Um, yeah. That's interesting that you say that because I saw the opposite, which is it's very easy for the black community to have feeling of resentment and anti-Semitism towards the Jewish community because the Jewish community at the time of, of the Holocaust, they were not seen as white. Um, and then suddenly they were white and that change happened. And it's very interesting to see because Jewish people, like I said, were not white, but then nowadays are considered white. And that's not something that the black community or any person of color community is able to do because we're not white. And today we'll never be white. So that's where a lot of like the, um, feelings happens because like Jewish community weren't white and they were white but that's not something that black people can do because today race is really about what you look like in your skin tone mm-hmm. um, and back in the day that's not quite what race was about um, but well and I think I think part of it is that like it, her she her saying it was about race is kind of like misquoted because like Jewish people aren't a race it's an ethnicity it's an ethnic group Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it wasn't about race. It's because they were ethnically different than yeah, white people. Yeah, because they were different than white people. And it's also, like, yeah. at, like I said, at the time, race was, it's, like, different. Um, but, yeah, today, like I said, racism, a race is m- more about what you look like in your phenotype. Biologically speaking, a lot of scientists are, like, race is not a real thing. It's true if you are a criminologist or a forensic scientist and you have a skull, you can tell like what race that person is just by the measurements and you can tell like whatever else and you can um not reimagine but you can rebuild the skull into the person and you you know you can help find the missing person and stuff like that. So there's something to be said about the different skull shapes and stuff, but in terms of like 
subspecies or speciation. Race is not a thing. Um, because back in the day, they really did used to think that races were different subspecies or species of human beings. But obviously that's not true because in terms of speciation, a species cannot interbreed with another species. And as we know, they're people of mixed race. Um, and if that's confusing to you, um, then I would look up speciation. Basically, species that are different cannot interbreed. So when you have like a donkey and a horse interbreed and they make a mule, the mule is alive, but it's not an, a viable offspring. A mule can't have a child with a mule. Um, so that's like where the different speciation happens. But in humans, we are all the same species because like I said, we have people mixed race. Um, Hello. Well, I'm looking at the definition of white currently. Um, with the Census Bureau, and this is interesting to me because even now, um, so the definition of white, and I, I guess I can go through all of them because um, they have white, black, or African American, Na- American Indian, or a native Na- Alaska Native, Asian, Ho- Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander or two or more races. So for a white, they have a person having origins in any of the original peoples of Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa. Mm-hmm. This includes people who indicate their race as white or port. Um, entries such as Irish, German, Italian, Lebanese, Arab, Moroccan, or Caucasian, mm-hmm. which when I think of someone who is Arab, Lebanese, Moroccan, um, yeah, I, I don't think know. of them you as don't think of white. Yeah. No, I think of them as Middle Eastern. Yeah, and that goes to my next topic, which is that race, because it's not biological, it's a social construct, and race is always changing. And so that's, like some, like Latifah said, that's what white is considered today by the census, but that's not what white was always considered back in the day, like, after the Treaty of, like, what is it, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, which is after the Mexican-American War, um, that treaty, because at the time only white people could become citizens, when America, like, took the Mexican land, because Mexico used to be huge, you guys, Mexico used to be, like, ginormous. It used to be most of Central it, yeah. America, if not all of it, and a lot of the U.S. Yeah, so when when America took that land, they were like, to the Mexican people, they were like, hey, you can become a citizen or you can move out. And so some of them decided to be citizens and because at the time, the Naturalization Act of whatever, like 1704, I think, or something, um, was like, only white people could become citizens, they counted all of those Mexicans as white. And so, for a long time during the cen- when they were taking the census, the census, my God, I can't fucking talk today. When they would take the census, they would count all these Mexican people as white because, at the time, that's who could become citizens, and they were citizens. Um, but then that changed, and now today, um, the changing demographic is that a lot of um, Latinos are actually identifying as non-white. Here, I'll read this. Mm-hmm. Strikingly, strikingly, the share of this is from the Los Angeles Times. Strikingly, the share of Latinos who identified their race as white in the 2020 census fell from 53 percent in 2010 to about 20 percent in 2020. Um, the share who identified as other rose from 37 to 42, and the share identifying as two or more races jumped from six to 33 percent. Um, so they're like, "What's going on here?" It's basically ain't nobody want to be white. 
Basically, that's what that's what the thing said. It's like Latino Americans are identifying more with being a person of color than being white, and that's one of the um, reasons as to why the census is changing or the census the answers no, are changing. And it's it's funny because we're talking about this, and I'm looking at the Census Bureau and like the way that they have everything broken up. There are two major groups that I feel like are definitely missing, and I'll read through the rest of them so like we can figure this out, obviously, because like. Um, Latino people or Hispanic, depending on who you are. I don't know anybody that likes to be called Hispanic, so I continue to say Latino, but to each their own. Hispanic is Um, like Spain. Like Hispaniola, like the island of Hispaniola. That's what I think of, like Hispanic, Um, which is the Dominican Republic in Costa Rica, I think. Um, But anyway, I feel like that's a major thing that's left out. And then... um, Middle Eastern people, because I think honestly, I think the Middle East should be in its own continent. Because I don't, I don't think they identify as African, Black, or Asian a lot of the time. Like they're Middle Eastern, like that's just what it is. You know, this uh, is. Oh, go go ahead, finish. Oh, I was just gonna read through the rest of their oh, definitions second. of the. Um, so like for, they also have the definition of black or African American, and that's a person of having origins of any black racial groups of Africa it includes people who identify, indicate their race as black or African American reports entries as African American, Kenyan, Nigerian, or Haitian, which is like so generic to me, but again, whatever, you know, these are just like generalizations. And then they are, next one is native, um, native, I'm sorry, American Indian or Alaskan native. Um, and this is a person having origins of people in of North and South America, including Central America, who maintains tribal affiliation or community attachment. This category includes people that indicate their race as American Indian or Alaskan Native, report entries such as Navajo, Blackfeet, Inupet, Yuptic, um, or Central American Indian groups or South American Indian groups, which I'm like, okay... Knowing that, though, would Latino people fit into that group if they say that they're, like, mestizo or they feel like they identify like Aztec or Mayan, like, do you identify as American Indian mm-hmm. or do you identify as Latino, which obviously that's up for them to decide. But like, that's another major thing left out because then it just goes to Asian, Native Hawaiian mm-hmm. or Pacific Islander or two or more races. Mm-hmm. And this is, it goes back to what I was saying is that race is a social construct because legally the government can't define race, which is why you have all these like different um things and you have these different categories and you have people feeling left out and like you're like what should i pick um and something that i just want to say really quickly is that i talked about um mexicans being white and then not being white suddenly and then like i said it's hard for people to to define race because back in the day you could be very white passing but if you they had the one drop rule which is, like, if you had, like, one drop of, like, black DNA or whatever, then you're black. Um, and then, actually, recently, um, the schools... Where were the school? What school is this? There was, like, some school out in the Pacific Northwest that was, like, we're going to group Asian students and white students together, and they're not people of color anymore. And... Oh. I think we talked about this. I don't remember, though. Yeah, so they're basically grouping Asian and white students together and being like, they're they're considering Asian students not to be students of color or people of color. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, race is, race is a social construct where it's like you are always changing what it is to be white and what it is to be Asian or what it is to be a person of color to fit whatever 
rules at the time. Um, so the Asian students being grouped with the white students is just another example about how race is just made up, you know? And I think and that's, that's kind happening of what, in modern day. And I feel like that's kind of what Whoopi Goldberg is getting at. It's like, at least that's what, how I interpret it. It's like, yeah, she said it. And like, it's just white people making other white, like making shit up to like hate other people, you know? Mm. It's yeah. like at the time it was Jews. Um, another time it's going to be like, the Chinese or the Japanese or it's going to be Arabs and Muslims or it's going to be blacks or yeah. it's going to be fucking gay people. Like it's, it's just consistently trying to make a divide between other people and yeah. like race is like a social construct because of that. Because like, I honestly, I could be black, but I could be so light skinned, but I could be fully black and just be like very fair, like not fairer skinned, but like lighter skinned. But I also could be fully Asian and be just as dark as like, mm-hmm. there are people in Indonesia who are darker than me. I know Cambodian people who are darker than me, but they're Asian. Like, it's just such a social thing mm-hmm. and, like, a cultural thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's just completely made up. Well, and, and we've talked about this as well in previous podcasts, but the definition of what is black and black in terms of, like, what it means in America, which is black Americans if you have ancestry from Africa, but black in... Australia means something completely different. It means Aboriginal, and those people are... Mm-hmm. Aus- what is it? Aus- They're Australian natives. Australian natives, but what is the word? Aboriginals. Like, You're right. Aboriginal, yeah. Uh, but they don't have ancestry in Africa. But the term black, that's what it means in, in Australia. And then Asian, when you say Asian in the States, it usually means East Asian, like Chinese, Japanese. But when you say Asian in like the UK, they're prefer they're speaking about um like pakistan or like um indian which is south asian but it's still asian but when it's just a different definition um i do see what whoopi goldberg is trying to say which is like it is it is truly about man's inhumanity to each other sorry my phone's going off um and how man can be so cruel to another man um, but I think that she was wrong, and I think that's why she's being called out. It's because at the time, Jewish people were not considered white, and I don't think that she caught that. But like I said, with all this conversation that we just had, it's like race is always changing, and what is white is always changing. So today, you know, Jewish people are considered white, but I think that she's looking at today's standards and not not at. Um, back in the day and during the Holocaust. Yes. Um, something that this is like off topic, but kind of off topic, is that it's really interesting to see because I'm like obsessed with. I when I was sick, I was watching um, the Kardashians, keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh my gosh! And it's really interesting to see back in the day when Kim used to look very, very Armenian, and it's really interesting to. Today. They were all about being Armenian too. Well, well, Courtney is. She still looks Armenian. When you look at them, back in the day, you would say that they're not white. And when you see Armenians, when yeah. you go to Glendale, you're like, these people are not white. They're like ethnic white. Um, they like spicy white, yeah, or whatever. Um, and so it's just interesting to see that. Obviously, she's had surgery and stuff like that. But when you look at her back in the day to the in those standards and even to, in today's standards she would not be considered white passing nor would she could be considered white 
I guess today, because she's had so many surgeries, she does look more white. But I still think that she looks a little bit ethnic. But that's, like, not related, really. I will say that I feel like they use this to their advantage a lot. And, like, can you capitalize on shit? Yeah, by all means. Because, like, do you remember early January when, like, Chloe, like, their whole video clip of Chloe saying, like, um, she was being accused of being, like, a, a nigger lover or, like, nigger dick this blah 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 and like she had said something about it do you recall do you remember this like a month and a half ago no oh well i guess it was like on the it was on the show on their show no show on like h or hulu or whatever Mm -hmm. and like people were like she's really just out here saying it like no remorse and people were like and this is why people hate them (laughs) Mm -hmm. but apparently the clip's from 2019 so it's not as recent as it could be but well no i just think it's interesting because like I guess what is Armenian? Is it white in today's standards, or what is it? Armenia. Armenia. Where Country is Armenia? in Asia is what it is. Um. Well, that's also interesting because, like, when you look at Russia, Russia is huge. Some parts of Russia they look Asian. Asian. Yeah, I had a friend who was from Kyrgyzstan, and she technically identifies as Asian, but she speaks Russian. Mm-hmm. And Asia is like massive. Well, and I I think you have to think about it this way, too, is that, like, ethnically, they are probably Asian, but, like, nationality-wise, or, like, because of, obviously, fucking um, imperialism and um, colonization, they might be white, you know? Who? Armenians, or, like, anybody, like, in that whole, like, Euro Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just makes me think because we had a conversation in our previous content, uh, in our previous... Why can't I fucking talk today, my God? Today? Uh, so true, period. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a conversation in our previous podcast about um, looking ethnically ambiguous. And that makes me think of the Kardashians back in the day because Courtney and Kim really did look ethnically ambiguous and they were like well, and armenian and like white but like they well don't because where they're from and I, i'm looking at a map now so like armenia is like above it's north of iraq syria and east of turkey so it's like in that kind of cluster of kind of like a melting pot of where it's like you could have some middle eastern culture but you also could have asian but you could also have white depending on like where families immigrate from mm-hmm so, like, it's difficult. So, yeah, I could see that where it's, like, racially ambiguous for them. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting. Um, also, okay, I think we're done talking about... Well, do you have anything else to say? Um, no. I um, I see where Will Goldberg is coming from. Is she completely right about it? No. Is she completely wrong about it? Also, no. Yeah. And that's... that's yeah. I, do I think that she should have <laughs> kept on talking? No. She should have just been, like, it was... When you're, like... When you're, like... The Holocaust was bad, but that's never a really good stance to have. <laughs> and to be honest, and I will say this, and I I say this, and I know what I'm saying could be taken as very controversial. Oh, God, like what are you going to say? Very, very sensitive about the Holocaust, um, more so than they are to, like, other ethnic um, genocides of people, because there are always genocides of people all over the world. It's just that the Holocaust was, it, and it is massive. Don't get me wrong. It is fucking terrible, and it was so massive, and it was deplorable what they did, like, to Jewish people. And, like, I, 
you go and like if you've seen the museum or you do things it's like but that's not the only time that that's happened Mm -hmm. but people are like extra sensitive about the holocaust yeah because like there's genocides of like muslim people in china like right now and like people are like oh sucks Mm -hmm. you know and like there's genocide of like the Hmong people and like (gasps) that whole thing oh there she goes. There she goes, y'all. Yes, it's my uh, 10 a.m. alarm for my laptop. Shut up. See, he just slaps it. Um, oh, oh my god. Shut the fuck up. It, it's going to keep doing it. And he wonders why it does that. Oh my god. Okay, this is so embarrassing. Okay. But yes, that was really, that's really it. Like, I think that there's there's always genocides of people... Was the Holocaust fucking terrible? Yes. Are people also extra, extra sensitive about the Holocaust? Also, yes. Mm. Yeah, I just think that she made the wrong move of using the definition of race today versus back then. And I think that's why people are upset. Um, And it's also upsetting because she has a last name Goldberg. And that's her stage name. So I was like, why? Like, don't say anything then. Um, This is very off topic. But when I was sick, I was watching a lot of Catfish. And I, I think that Latifah and I would be so good as a co-host on Catfish. I don't know why I think that, but I just think We should that. start our own Catfish. I know, we should. Oh my it gosh, makes... should we do a Catfish episode? <laughs> oh my god, we should. We, we can talk about all my experiences um, with Catfish. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to be contacted by Neve and Cammy being like, Hey, are I you know. this person? Me too. Uh, first of all, I love Cammy. Period. I love Cammy. Cammy Crawford. Kim Crawford, yeah. Um, and I just think it's really... It, there must be something going on in the black community and Catfish because a lot of the episodes are of young black people and there's not really many white people. You know, I've heard that a lot of the time um, the Catfish are the ones that call into the show and, like, it's compl- obviously it's staged. Yeah, because I was thinking about casting. Like, the casting director's... M- know if it's real or fake because they have to like get the real name of the person for them to fly out there so exactly because like if you have to buy a plane ticket you can't be like his name is uh like fucking they come up with like the most random like pornographic stripper names and you're like you really don't think that that's his name right Mm -hmm. like you okay but it's crazy to me that people are still like getting catfished me too because i'm like girl like google is free hello like you can literally just if you can't if someone can't facetime you or they can't send you a picture like take a picture right now and send it to me it's a fucking catfish i'm Mm -hmm. sorry there's no excuse yeah it makes me so wild because it's like how do you not know but at the same time like i guess when you're young well some of these people are like really old though but i guess when you're younger me specifically and gay and it's like you know who are you gonna? Who am I gonna date? You're hopeful. Yeah. So my but, favorite is the one with um, Katy Perry. Oh my god, that one was crazy. <laughs> he was like, "This isn't her. It's still really Katy." And they're like, "Are you fucking serious? Like this girl's literally telling you like it was her." And he's like, "Nah, Katy's in on it." <laughs> Katy Perry. I think they she like reached out or something after that. She was like, "Sorry, it's not me." Oh. He's like, "You're a fucking liar. I know it's you." <laughs> so sad i think that there has to be something said about their like mental stability as well yeah 
to to like really believe that. Um, but yeah, I I still think that Latif and I would be so funny as co-hosts on the show, especially like Catfish. But I would be so good because I do love digging into people's. Um, I have been known to look for like. Um, okay, example. There was a girl that my mom was friends with her aunt and her she was staying with her aunt and like she'd ran away from home but they knew the girl that she was with and mm-hmm. i was like i found that girl's address in 10 minutes and i was like you are just is. nosy <laughs> no i know how to look for things people can't get shit past me that's why i'm oh, like that's why when i find out people are lying to me i get really upset because i feel like i should have figured it out beforehand <laughs> that's why you're sad yeah all right i guess um that's it before this becomes like a whole different film because <laughs> it could be <laughs> Um, any closing statements, Diva? Um, happy February. Um, be a bad bitch. Um, it's Black History Month. Justice for Amir. We're going to be doing the thing today. So obviously when this comes out tomorrow, you were either there, were there yesterday or you weren't. Uh, Are you going to put it up on your story so people can watch? Um, yeah, I guess. I'll probably, I'll post. So I'm actually okay. recording for the, the documentary that I'm in, um, today. Oh, what's that? I don't know if I'll be recording. Oh, I feel like I've told you this. My family is there. I have a friend who's doing a documentary on me and my family about like the uprising and us being black and Asian. What uprising? The George Floyd uprising. Oh, I was like, what? Which uprising? We're overthrowing the government. Allegedly. I was like, the Capitol? You at the Capitol, girl? Uh Uh-oh. I wish. I'm just mad that they did it first, to be honest. Ew. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, my closing statement is that I'm finally better. <laughs> yeah, you're back at the gym, and I was like, shouldn't you kind of, like, take a break for a while? I know, because, like, I was sick for, like, two weeks, and then I went to the ER, and then, like, immediately went to work the next day, and I was like, why did I do that? Might as well go back to the gym, too. I know, and then it's sad, because, like, I lost, I lost, like, 12 pounds, and I'm just not as strong as I used to be. And I finished my antibiotic, my 10-day antibiotic regimen, finally, yesterday. So I think my stomach and my intestines can go back to normal. Because the anti- the antibiotic, like, kills, like, every bacteria. So now my my biome, my my gut biome is, like, off the charts, like, fucking crazy. Um, I'm just happy that, like, my liver is fine or whatever. I have an appointment with, with the, the GI doctor Friday to see, like, what's going on. But I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be fine. Um, but, yeah, you guys, I'm, like, finally better. Period. Period. Hundreds of dollars later, I'm finally better. I didn't want to go to the ER because it would cost $200. So that's why I didn't want to go. But I guess I'm glad. So I look went. at you now. And then you had to get an ultrasound and all this extra stuff. And it's going to be expensive. Actually... It's not that expensive. Two, I was like two hundred dollars for an ER. That's not that bad. Um, my ultrasound was like forty dollars. Oh, so. that's not bad. Yeah, I was like, I have pretty good insurance now. Wow, so. thanks, Jill. Thanks for sending him to the ER because he sh- was right to be scared of. Thanks, me. Jill. <laughs> yeah. So okay, well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, hope you have a wonderful week. Next episode will be our Valentine's Day episode, I think. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Love. Okay, you guys, bye. Bye. Bye.